Good evening, good afternoon, and this is take two. Welcome to Power Ups and Power Bombs. I am Drizzy, and I'm joined as usual by the first lady of Power Ups and Power Bombs, Black Barbie 116, and new PUPB Cup Championship winner, Bernard. So, congratulations. Feeling good, feeling good. How did it feel to be the first ever PUPB Cup winner? It felt great to be the inaugural, you know what I'm saying, champion. So it's like knowing like that the New Japan stuff helped me out a lot and knowing that I, we picked the right people, you know what I'm saying, the the that right cast of characters to get me over that hump would really, really – it was a really humbling experience. So appreciate being able to go through that. And I hope to be able to repeat, we do this again. So we'll see. I don't know if we're going to do this again. We're going to find something else because it is a <laughs> lot going on cage match every day and just going through and checking matches. And oh, Jesus, there's a lot. It was, it was grueling work. I ain't going to lie. It was, it was grueling work, especially. Again, for for me, like to try to catch up on them New Japan shows and the, the matches or the, the characters, the, the wrestlers that I picked for those for those wins or losses. It was it was it was it, it interesting, to say the least. It is, and I don't listen. I don't know if we'll do it again next year. We may implement something else. I'm kind of got something else I'm working on, but I just want to make sure that it actually works all the way before I. Implement it, and that'll probably be a more concrete thing that we'll do because it's less math. <laughs> okay. I don't like doing all that math. That was a lot of math to be doing every Yeah, day. for sure, for sure. But, all right, let's get into our business. There are a lot of storylines in wrestling that probably could be done better I want each of you to pick a storyline that you feel that could be better, something that you think that you could rewrite. Um, just something that you think would be better for the business. Bernard, you go first. Mm. Well, for me, it would be it's a couple um, that I was thinking mainly doing something more intriguing with the money in the bank situation that we have now. But in AEW specifically, doing something with, I don't even know if it's a rewrite, to be honest, but doing something with your tag champions. Because um, I don't even know if it's be a rewrite, because I don't know, you would have to have wrote, written something to be a rewrite, which, right? Which ones? Which uh, tag champ? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 what's it called? I can't think of uh, the AEW uh, tag champs. Yeah, AEW. They got no. The the they have they got stories. They've been not really. They, they got stories now. I'm doing FTR. I thought yeah, FTR. They're the that every. Yeah, I'm talking about of everything else. The uh, the claim have had, had all the storylines. Well, the, the acclaim, the acclaim got them now. Yeah, 
But I was I was thinking about FTR, but okay, the the champions of everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they would need like for as as popular as they are, I think they would need. I feel like they need another spark in AEW, and it's crazy to say. I just I, that's just I don't feel like they're doing enough. I, I really like the acclaim. The acclaim was on dynamite this this week. Um, but I just I just feel like FDR FTR would could do something stronger than what they're doing now. What would you have them doing exactly? With with the great talent that they have around them, and as far as the tag team division, just give them something of, of clout, give them something of note, because it feels like Obviously, again, you got the acclaim. You got you. You don't. The leaders are not there right now, obviously. Um, but I feel like there's something you can put them in to get to give them more shine on TV, at least. Um, and it doesn't have to be a championship match or anything like that. They don't have to like, but because they're they're over already with the fans. Just give them something to. Keep them on TV to keep them in in relevant on your program. Again, what what who they would face? I'm not sure yet. Uh, but I would I would like to see FTR on on TV. You talk about you want to see them on TV more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than what they. I would like to see them featured a little bit more. Okay, I agree. Mm. Was a, I, I think it's a slippery slope without them because they've got so many belts and they have to be in other places all the time. Yeah. So it kind of can you have them on every week and then traveling to Mexico and then traveling to Japan and then traveling to well, did they go to Japan for that match with uh, Aussie Open? Because I know they just defended them against Aussie the IWGPs against Aussie Open. Yeah, that, that I'm not sure about the travel. Yes, I think that might be a part of it. It probably mm-hmm. is. It, it probably is. I just, I just feel like I would, I would like to see them more on, on AEW, and you, you, they probably can't based on what you said. I just, I just feel like okay, if that, if that's the case, what, what is there like a plan B? Because again, they're they're too good of a tag team. To not be featured more than they are, is it? Did, did, did we give them too much at once? You know what I'm saying? Like that is almost the same thing we got with 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 Reigns and having both titles. He's not on both shows simultaneously, and and it's it's some people think it's bad for business. So, it, are we are we having that with FTR? I don't know. Okay. All right, Black Barbie. Mm-hmm. What's your storyline? What are you picking? Well, at first I did say about Bianca getting beat up every week on Raw and then going into Extreme Rules and dominating. Because, mm. I mean, that does need to change. But I want to say another storyline that I would kind of change is what is up with the women's division on SmackDown? Because it's kind of like you got Shotzi teaming with Raquel. The, let me make sure I say her name right. Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. It's Rodriguez, yeah. 
I, I keep going to call it Gonzalez, but you got her teaming with her because I know that Aaliyah's out, but the women's division on SmackDown needs to be written better. Now, I don't know if you guys watched NXT on Tuesday. Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez actually have a really good match coming up at Halloween Havoc, but they're picking each other's opponents. One is picking one one of the women from SmackDown, and somebody's picking another woman from Raw to face oh, the other woman. They're pulling that, TNA. It, huh? They're doing like what they just did with uh in uh, Impact. It's genius. I don't know who's over there in NXT doing their magic, but it's genius. And their women's division is a whole lot better than what's going on on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but over the last year, uh, SmackDown's women's division has really gone down. It's like every draft, it just gets worse and worse. And it's like they're just remember when when SmackDown would create stars and then Raw would take them and move them over. That's kind of what it looks like. I don't know what it is. It's just been going downhill ever since Sasha and Naomi left. Yeah, actually, before that, really, because yeah, that, that just is got bone dry. I think moving Bianca from SmackDown to Raw was a mistake. Mm. Yeah, but. They yeah. had to. They had, they had to. to and, well, when they did it, were we still in pandemic? No, we weren't. We've had a draft since then. Never mind. It's been like two years. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's been like two years since pandemic raw and SmackDown. Uh, I don't really have a storyline. If there was one that I would have them do something with, it would probably be with the Impact World Title. Because Josh Alexander's title rank is getting to the stale point for me. Yes. And I, part of me at Bound for Glory was kind of hoping they would go the route they just did with Moose and him this time last year, except with Eric Young, since he has his big, I guess, legion of yellow hoodies and stuff. Coming mm-hmm. at people, uh, I don't. I feel like it might be time to go ahead and move. I don't know. Uh, John Alexander is more of a chaser to me than an actual champion. Not to say that his title reign hasn't been good because it has been. He's had some quality wins, but we're getting to the point like, okay, we're gonna have to start doing some more interesting things. So that would most likely be the one for me. But I got to add on that one, though. It just goes to show you that Ethan Page was the more charismatic one than he was. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they both, they're both they both good wrestlers, but Josh Alexander was the workhorse. Ethan Page was the entertainment. He was the one that kept you invested with the emotion of the match. Think of them as a male version of the Iconics. Okay. Yes. You have one that's your worker and your one that's your your uh character. Yep. So my well, question to you is they're gonna put that bet on Bully Ray. I don't think so, but I do believe he'll get that title match to well, he won that thing, didn't he? <laughs> he won the call he your won, shot man. Yeah, he won that. So most likely that's just gonna be another name to put on the belt, put on his belt. Cause Bully's not doing anything right now. And but Devon's a 
a backstage. Uh, is he still working backstage in WWE? Well, he can't wrestle anymore. You know, he's had like yeah. two back. Yeah, he he can't wrestle anymore at all. Uh, yeah, so was, he he spoke about that recently. Somebody asked him on Twitter about um, doing something with doing something with Bubba, and he was like, he cannot do it. He because uh, they they asked him did him and Bubba have beef? I think that's what it was. They they had argued about something recently, like a couple of weeks ago, and they did have beef. And apparently, uh, Devon had tried to squash it. Couldn't get a response from Bubba, and um, apparently they squashed. They eventually did squash it. But uh, during that segment, that the dude was asking him on Twitter, he had mentioned about his back. He he can he can't wrestle no more. He's had like two back surgeries and a hip surgery, and the yeah he said that him and Bubba, like him and Bully or whatever. He said that they're brothers, and brothers are going to fight. Brothers are going to argue. They're going to disagree. But he said at the end of the day, we love each other. Because, I mean, I think what he was, you know, the internet, they were trying to blow it up. Like, oh, you know. And, I mean, they did have a beef, but, I mean, they're family. Look, they've been together for 20-plus years. Yeah, exactly. After after teaming with somebody that much that long, there's no – it's one of those man. Fuck you, fuck you too. All right, love you. See you later. <laughs> see, yeah. I'll see you on Sunday for dinner. Like shit, like that. Like, yeah, I know marriages that don't even last that long. Yeah, oh, yeah. So listen, that's definitely tag partners like that. I definitely don't ever read the hype of that. It's probably why I missed that whole thing in anyway. But um, but so I don't think Bully will get that belt. It's just another name to add to Alexander's list because we're uh will it be a full year of him being champion in what will it be January? Maybe February? Possibly. I think I so. Think of, yeah, so I'm pretty sure they definitely want to make that happen because they haven't had a true homegrown champion in a while. Like I I don't know if people want to count Sammy Callahan as, as a true homegrown champion because he's also been to NXT and stuff like that. Right. He's as homegrown as John Moxley. So, <laughs> but yeah. All right. So we've spoken about our fantasies. Let's get into what has truly happened. This past Saturday was Extreme Rules. And to say they made me this they made us care about Extreme Rules is an understatement. Black Barbie, what was your highlight of Extreme Rules? Okay. <laughs> so I know this is gonna sound strange, but my highlight of Extreme Rules was not Bray Wyatt returning. Because that's Bernard's. I know that's Bernard's. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna wait and let Bernard go last for that one. <laughs> Michael Cole solidified why he is the voice of WWE. He had us believing. He had me back in the day how JR made us feel about Triple H in the two thousands, especially with with Dominic and he put the Judgment Day over. I don't know if anybody realized that, but he put them over, and Michael Cole. Call even without Pat McAfee being there, Michael Cole did a 
tremendous job. He needs his flowers because at Extreme Rules, he showed us why he is the man and why they passed the torch to him from JR. Michael Cole was the MVP. All right, Bernard, go off. <laughs> I know you're waiting on it. Go ahead. But no, but like before I even mentioned my mine, she she made that right. Like she she uh, she's dead on with that. Like Michael Cole, like especially that part before, like after the show went off when he was talking to Corey Graves about, are we still on the air? Did did you see? Are we are we still talking? Like what's going on? Like he made everything on the show believable uh, and kudos to him for doing that but mine obviously is I got two the, ver the, the beginning of Extreme Rules and obviously the very end of Extreme Rules Bray Wyatt coming back with the characters and not knowing like that everybody knew about the, the White Rabbit and who killed the world? You did. Like everybody, it was one of those things that was the worst kept secret, but it still felt like like that was one of the biggest pops I've heard all year. The Bray Wyatt pop, the Cody Rhodes pop, the CM Punk pop when he first debuted in AEW. There hasn't been a whole lot of pops that sounded like that. Even when we knew he was coming, you know what I'm saying? We had a 70% probability that he was coming. Just the way that the WWE Productions handled that. And also, I don't know if this was me reaching, because, I, again, I, I like Bray, Bray Wyatt, um, but the little subtle tribute to um, uh, to Harper, you know what I'm saying? Like, about the... Like the way he came through the door, you know, like I don't know if anybody peeped that. And to me, I was putting apples and apples together uh, because like when when Brody Lee um, debuted as the exalted one on AEW, when he walked through that door and the bright lights was there and he had the blue like that light from that door reminded me of that. So I thought about that immediately. And then just the whole way it happened with the. The, the buzzards and uh, uh, the pig, like everybody in the crowd hyped it up. And then they, they he started singing and like, we just knew it was just a powerful moment to me. And like the, the holy shit chants and just like all of that, the whole moment was powerful. That's the best way I can describe it. So for me, top to bottom, it was Bray Wyatt. And then it was the Imperium. Uh, versus the Brawling Brutes. That match was phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. Yes. Uh, like, there, and Black Barbie mentioned this last week. We, they, we as wrestling fans need to give Sheamus his flowers now. Because again, like, Sheamus hasn't put on, he's put, he even says it, banger after banger after Sheamus has been brawling. Since uh, the Cardiff show, this show, Sheamus has been putting on tremendous performances. And, like, I think, I don't think, I don't know if it's because of where he is in the card that we're not really giving him enough credit, but Sheamus has been kicking tail. And I'm, I'm enjoying everything he's doing. 
honestly, Shanks has been he's been doing this. I, yeah, I, I believe Even that. Go go all the way back to when he won the Rumble, uh, the Daniel Bryan match. Yeah, the chair. The chair, he had a chair match with the Big Show that was good. Like Sheamus has been doing this. Right, but I, I, I feel like as wrestling fans, we don't mention him when we think about exciting superstars. I think it's because of who he was surrounded by at that point in time, because that's also the John Cena era, the Randy Orton era. He was around when Shawn Michaels and Triple H were still wrestling. Right, so right. It's like you get overshadowed after so long, and it's like, oh, and it's like they're slowly seeing what he's doing. And like, oh, now we're to the point. He's in his bag. Yeah, because he has been put. He says it. He said it after the show, banger after banger. He's true. He's right. I just don't think we have noticed. Like we haven't shined a light on it. And Sheamus has been a superstar. Well, you know who produced that match, don't you? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, was it Pierce? I think it was Pierce. Was it? Abyss. Abyss. See, yeah. Oh, okay. Big man like beating each. A big man that like beating on people. See. Yeah. The only thing was missing was cricket bat. Well, they had cricket bats, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had it. Yeah, they had a little bit of all that. Now, Adam Pierce gave us the Seth Rollins and Riddle match. Okay. The uh, the, the cage match. The uh, what's Ooh, Every time I think about I think about that Broton off the top of the thing. That's what you show somebody when they say wrestling fake. Like, ain't fake nothing fake about that. Matt yeah. Riddle's ass has to, show, be, has to be sore for that one. Because goddamn, that is a long way to just be falling on your ass. Right. Yeah. It's they were talking about uh, Rollins having broken ribs, but I, I don't think he. I don't think they confirmed that he broke anything. But that's what uh, Corey Graves was definitely selling it as far as like Rollins having broken ribs from the height of the fall. Well, that's logically yes, but if he, it wouldn't surprise me if he really did have some issues. Right, that's right. A that's lot, what I'm saying. A lot like, of I, men. I can't confirm it, but the way that Corey Graves was selling it over the mic on commentary, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, just seeing it, right? He was like, yeah, yeah something. It was ugly. There. But yeah, uh, for me, I will say. That the Imperium Sheamus match, the Imperium Brawling Brutes match is definitely on the list for Power Ups and Power Bombs match of the year, as well as uh, Sheamus and Walter for match of the year. Do you guys have any other matches that you think will be on this list for matches of the year for us? I really think the Seamus one. Yeah, Seamus and... Yeah, yeah Seamus one was... Yeah. It, that Brawling Brutes, man, was great. Yeah. I've had, I have a running total... Running list of just matches throughout this entire year that have been just outstanding and maybe on the list. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Like, Hangman and uh, Daniel said it winter is coming too. Uh, the Usos and New Day at day one. Uh, the Women's Ultimate X match. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear. I can oh. hear you. Okay, I think one of I think one of my earbuds died on me. I'm not sure. Um, no. Anyway. 
Uh, but uh, foot addiction that for the culture, uh, FTR and the Briscoes and Ring of what was it Super Art, uh, Super Card of Honor, yeah, that uh, Seth and Cody, unpopular opinion, and I went back and forth about this one Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. I'm not mad about that match though, it, I think to me. Me, Sami Zayn entertained the hell out of everybody, and he's always been a he's he's a great wrestler, a great technical wrestler. But to do something that goofy, kind of like it reminds me of when Ken Owens and Jericho was doing the the festival of friendship. You mm. do something that you gotta appreciate it because you know hell, eventually you'll get something good, and look what Sami's getting now. Yeah. I mean. Another one, Bobby Lashley in the whole storyline with Lana. I hated it. But like Bobby, he did an interview. He said, sometimes you got to do the goofy shit to get through it, to get something better. And look what we got out of it. We got the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I kind of agree with you on that one. I mean, that one, it was it was low-key, like not most people's cup of tea, but it was entertaining and it did what it had to do. I watched that match on the seat of my on the they okay so every yeah, time you gotta you ask somebody you gotta break a few eggs and make an omelet. So from when we talk to people about it in around Mania season, the one thing that everybody said that stood out to them was that match. They saw about how good it was, how entertaining it was, but I asked the question: Would you consider it? a match of the year candidate, they all said no. And I'm like, why? Because Johnny Knoxville isn't a wrestler. Like, I don't... I don't think that should matter in the mat, in the midst of if this match truly is the best match you've seen all year. It shouldn't really matter who's in that match. It's more... It shouldn't matter that if somebody's not a real wrestler. But wasn't everybody trying to make Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest's versus what the Miz and Morrison's match of the year when they trying to campaign for that? Bad Bunny's not a rest. He's not a yeah. full time. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Bad Bunny impressed the hell out of me in that match. But everyone was trying to push for that match to be ah, fickle. Not to mention <laughs> also the. See hit him with the fickle. They're fickle. Not to mention also. They are fickle. I mean, it's 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 not a it's not a secret. Wrestling fans are fickle. Remember, they were lo- they wanted Liv yeah. Morgan to beat Becky. The moment that Liv Morgan got a belt, boo! Like, but that was on some that was on some weird stuff though. And uh, even with Ronda, y'all wanted Liv to lose the belt, and she did, and everyone started booing. Like fickles. You, you know, you know what I think, and I'm I'm glad you said that fickle, because that's what Daniel Bryan, when he was in WWE, where he had that recycled championship, that ugly ass thing. But oh, that's that that's, that's what that belt looked trash. That belt is trash. It was very Thank that you. Was trash. Are you gonna walk around with cowhide if you're the planet's champion? 
No, it he makes sense. I'm not. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't agree with it storyline wise. I hundred percent. I get it, but it was ugly. It was still ugly. Yeah, I, I said it. That was trash. Have you seen him? I know it's made of him. I get it. It was still ugly. That's I seen it. It was ugly. That's the only but, girl you can have with. Same, but what she was saying is like fickle fans, right? Like fans will want this, and then they say they would want this. And the, I believe the reason that that happens is because we're told all our all our wrestling fandom life that we have to cheer for the underdog. That was what made. WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan, one of the greatest things. He was forever the underdog who got over. It's always the underdog story. So when that underdog that might finally achieves, that might be it's the only story. they're not the underdog no more. So we need to find a new underdog. That might be the wrong example because that was a hijack. Remember, because that was supposed to be the Randy Orton Batista one. That right. fans hijacked that one. So that wouldn't necessarily for sure, happen. for sure, yeah. Fans That's hijacked that because That's we wanted Daniel Bryan because he was a perpetual underdog. We wanted him to win so bad. Hell, we booed Ray. We booed Ray Mysterio. Man, I booed Ray Mysterio before. I booed him there. <laughs> booed. Booed he him. didn't hit I'm still booing him. No, we. Ray Mysterio yeah. was the fan favorite, and we booed him because we realized Daniel Bryan wasn't coming out for that Royal Rumble. Well, they booed Bray Wyatt. I'll never forgive us for that. Never. Man, I booed. I booed him when he was in the Filthy Animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, but that was good. a different Ray Mysterio. Nah, nah, nah. That's the same Ray Mysterio. He's still like a little kid. Take the mask off there. Just no, like that was a different Mysterio. Nah, that wasn't. Nah. Uh, <laughs> This one, this the same I'm boo- I'm doing Ray Mysterio now, cause he ain't put paws on the sun. Oh yet. yeah, I'm booing him now. Yeah, I'm booing him now, cause he need to get that. He needs that recycle championship that Daniel Bryan got over uh, over Dominic's ass. Look what we booing him for. If we bring if we bring in the conversation full circle. Why are you hating? On- I don't we, like Daniel we- Bryan, but why are we hating on that title? That title was actually a nice one. Why are we hating on it? <laughs> no. That title was trash. <laughs> it's supposed to be. That's the whole purpose. It's by the it's green. Recycle. It's supposed it's to be recycled. It's supposed to be trash. That's I would have uh, made it aluminum then. Aluminum is recycled. At least make it shine. I think it, I think that's what it is. I think because it wasn't shiny, I think that's what's wrong with me. Well, I, I think like that's really the Underneath the WW, the turquoise part was pretty. It was like, it was a nice. I think that's I think that's what made it. I think that's what it was for me. That belt and the Fiend's belt was ugly too. I love the Fiend. That belt was ugly too. I remember you were gonna buy that belt. It was. I was gonna buy it, but it was ugly. It's ugly, but you gonna spend your money on it. Yeah, I was gonna spend my money. It was ugly, but I ain't buying that reduced, reused, recycle belt. I gotta ask. So you like the spinner belt from the two thousands? Which one? The uh, Dude, you know, like John Cena's spinner belt, or US which champion. one? The U.S. champ belt was. Two. I'm talking about the heavyweight one that everybody carried around. 
the one from uh, what was it, 2004 to 2013. You like that one? Okay, I don't, I don't, I mean, it was all right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought it, but it, I, it was, it wasn't, it was all right. That was I like John Cena's U.S. Championship spinner belt. Yeah, now that but was a you good said the WWE spinner belt. Yeah, that's the heavy one. Yeah, I, I it was, I, I wouldn't have bought it. I would have bought John Cena's U.S. spinner belt. But do you think that belt is better looking than different. Daniel Bryan's belt? Yeah. What? Yeah. Dave Bryan belt was ugly. No. No. The only other belt that was uglier than Daniel Bryan's belt is that big old purple Divas belt they had. You mean the, the IWGP? That purple and pink Divas belt. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship belt. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, yeah, they want to be IWGP belt. Yeah, that was ugly. I agree with you on that one. That was ugly. Actually, the IWGP belt's pretty for work. Well. If you like that Daniel Bryan belt, let me get out. I got some cardboard somewhere. I can make you one in with some fancy glitter and some and some and some permanent marker. Uh, too late. WWE shop I already got one of those on there. They legit do have a bill. I can make it, it cheaper though. No, they legit have a bill. Pretty cheaper than hammer. That is what it's the Yokum. It's something they use for a storyline for the tag titles. It this is a legit. Oh thing yeah, old on the shop. Hold on, is that the belt that when they was doing that Southpaw wrestling that the Good Brothers was carrying around? No, it's a part of it's a in part that of generic. Was doing. I, I want to say that uh, somebody was going. No, the Iconics when they won the the women's championship t uh, tag titles. They sat there and pulled some random tag team from some no name county, and they had paper bills. <laughs> and everybody went oh, to no. the WWE shop, started selling those bills. Oh, no. That sounds like a Vince thing. That sounds like a Vince. Yeah, really does. Yeah. I bet people bought straight, straight money grab. Y'all know that one video they keep showing of Lynn Morgan when she was a child, that reenactment video with the paper? I'm surprised they haven't sold that bill. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause they did that. They did that. They showed that montage a couple of times before the pay per view to try to yes. sell that match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, give us some time. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna do it eventually. So, all right, we have. You guys have any front before we move on to the final thing? Do you guys have any front runners for wrestler of the year? Man, right now, not really because everybody who it would have been has missed time. That that's just my personal opinion. Like, have missed time, whether it either be suspension, injury, whatever. Like, like or being part time. Like, I don't I don't know because the people I had that would have been wrestled the year right before. WrestleMania on around or or spend or, or, or doing less time on TV that that might give other people more shine. Uh I'm thinking maybe Moxley 
because of the way he's conducted himself with the championships, but I honestly don't know. Black Barbie? I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. It's either Seth Rollins or, or Sheamus because both of them have hit a stride and they're doing a very good job of what they're doing. Seth Rollins had a losing streak and then he won and now he's got the but the United States title, Sheamus, again, banger after banger after banger. Sheamus, to me, I feel like he's, I feel like we're about to lose him. I feel like he's about to retire. We're about, something's about to go on with Sheamus. Oh, definitely. He's going to be gone. But they're, and I feel like it's Triple H giving this man his flowers and having him go on, go off on top. Now, they said the only title he has not won is the Intercontinental title. Right. And eventually he's going to win it. But I think he's going to win it at WrestleMania. Okay. And so Sheamus is going to have his WrestleMania moment. Like he needs another one? <laughs> yeah. Charlie yeah. has had several. The Rock yeah, has had Yeah, he got to have a couple. Yeah, he got to get a he got to get a couple in there. Daniel Bryant in three seconds. Yeah, but that was when Daniel Bryant was like in his not his infancy, but like. I don't think he was a huge. He wasn't a huge, huge name to where he is now. And plus, it wasn't really a WrestleMania moment for Sheamus because everything else on the card overshadowed what he did. Right. What else happened at that Mania? Because that's the only thing I remember that happened at that Mania. Right, as I'm saying, like. I don't think of which Mania that was. Mm, talk about it. I'll look it up. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like Sheamus. There's a couple people who need WrestleMania signature moments. I mean, Naomi finally kind of got hers last year with Sasha, even though I still feel like she needs a better WrestleMania moment. Like, right. hell, have her on the bloodline or something. Make us surprise Ooh, us. She's had a couple, too. Uh, remember, she won, she won the title in Orlando. But she was like the, what was I, like the first match on the card. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to give us, you got to give us something memorable. No, I remember that. No, because it was dark outside. It was the one new they hosted, and it was dark by that time. So they got the glow. It was just before the Taker, uh, Taker and uh, and Roman. Again, that's the one where it rained. Taker and Roman. Nobody cared about. And I love Naomi, but nobody cared about it. I think with WrestleMania moments, you have to. When they situate the match in the show, because right. you know you got your, you you got your heaters, you know the ones that heat up the match, they heat up the crowd, and then you you gotta have low points, and that was probably a low point before the main event. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, right. I just feel like Sheamus. I don't know because Seth Rollins has been putting in that work though. Like that's what to me would give him a slight edge over Sheamus. Plus, this man took care of Cody Rhodes when Cody Rhodes had a torn pectoral, and I thought that was fake. I was like, "Oh, that's makeup." No, yeah. it was real. When he had a broke booby. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people thought that was makeup, but that's literally what happens to your body when you're healing from a torn pectoral. Mm. It got worse as the match went on. It got worse and it got darker. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. It was WrestleMania 28. Okay. And this was the card for WrestleMania 28. Hey, wasn't that the rematch of Rock and Cena, the main event? 
That was a rematch. That was Rock and Cena too. Because Rock hosted 27. No, that wasn't a rematch. That was the first match because Rock hosted 27. They had their match at 28 and the rematch was 29. Yeah. Okay, so here's the card for WrestleMania 28. Yeah. Epico versus Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd in the Usos for the tag titles. Sheamus beating Daniel Bryan for the right. win. Kane and Randy Orton. Big Show and Cody for the Intercontinental title. Maria Menounos and Kelly Kelly versus Eve Torres and Beth Phoenix. Hmm. The end of an era Hell in a Cell match. Right. The Team Johnny versus Team Teddy 12-man tag to for general managers of Raw and SmackDown. Punk and Jericho. And Rock and Cena won. Rock and Cena won, yeah. Seamus so. was buried in that, all in there. Just buried. Seamus <laughs> was a bright spot. Looking at this card, Seamus was a bright spot of this. Yes, the end of an era, you can't, you can't, you can't ignore that. Right. Uh, you can't ignore Rock. I remember the second one more than I remember the first one. The second one was when Cena won. The first yeah. one was when his life was falling apart. Remember, his wife was divorcing him. Everything yeah. went wrong. So when he took on The Rock the second time, he was like, I got to beat you because the first time my whole life was falling apart. And I mean, he even went on a losing streak. Cena went on a, a long losing streak after that match. Yeah, because that was a part of him. Uh, that's, I think that's the year he uh, failed his cash in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a year he failed his cash in. Yeah. Oh. AKA Cena lost his small. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Seamus was Seamus may have been buried in it, but he was a bright he was a better he was a bright spot compared to the other things on this card. <laughs> yeah, it's a top three. It's a top three thing. But it was buried like underneath everything else, and it should have he needs his own WrestleMania moment. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying give him a, a Bianca and Sasha type of thing, or give him like a Triple H type of thing, but just give him something that if he is going out tomorrow at 40, because he's what 44 years old, he'll be probably about 45 when WrestleMania happens. If he is going out and he's retiring, give Sheamus his flowers. Give him something to go out on on a high note. He could win that Intercontinental Title and retire that shit, and then like they defend it on SmackDown the next following Friday. Right. Because we that's one thing we don't see in wrestling. We don't see wrestlers really go out on a high note anymore. Most of the time they lose, or it's kind of like a it's a, a, a squash match. It's, it's kind of like the match is just it's just there. It's like, or it's an interference or something happens. We don't see people really go out, especially in WWE. You don't see them get to go out on a high note anymore. Yeah, WWE wrestlers do retire, always lose. Actually always lose their last match. I think that's a wrestler thing. They always, I've heard them talk, say like things like go out, make sure, uh, go out on your back. And I, I seriously think it's like a wrestler thing. I think that's kind of a thing anywhere you go. So I know like, it's a thing I in WWE. Lose. Like they all, you always lose your last match. Yeah, I think it's yes. like something that always goes with that. It's like a part of the culture. So, well, I think in some of the studio wrestling, they do let their wrestlers go out on a high note. Cause I remember like USWA, they used to let their wrestlers go out back in the day, the 90s. They would let their wrestlers go out. If you knew they were getting called up to WWE or yeah. WWF, at the time, they went out on a high note. They won, but the crowd cheered for them. 
Because NXT kind of sort of does that somewhat. Like they give them that you know they know you know they're leaving. Yeah. Oscar who never lost her title. Yeah. Okay, that's one, yeah. Uh I feel like somebody else did something like that too. I'm I remember just I'm I'm drawing a blank though. Keep leading. Huh? Keith no, Lee Keith didn't. Lee. They took both his titles away. Oh, yeah. He, they made sure he, they made sure he lost. And they took his other one. They made sure he lost. All right. Last topic of the night. This Friday is Paradigm's fifth anniversary. Louder than ever at the Jeffersonville Arena. I have the card. And it is a doozy. First match, I can pull up. It is a fatal four-way. Schwartzy versus Finley versus Keeler versus Alex Kane in a fatal four-way. Uh, who you guys got? Oh, yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure nobody y'all aren't too familiar with. Yeah, you know, I'm not familiar with those names. And uh, Keeler. Keeler has been a part of those uh, UWFI tapings. Okay. Uh, it's a, I'm, I, I can never go against Alex, Alex Kane. Boom, bye, yeah, boom, bye, yeah, boom, bye, yeah. Uh, next match Dark STG versus Matt Diesel. Now, I, I've, I've heard of him before, I've seen a couple of his matches of uh, Matt Diesel. We saw him at the the last show that we went to that uh Shooters Don't Die was on. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Took on Zay Washington, I believe. Yeah. Uh yeah, that is, I re- I recognize that name. I have seen it I seen his face on the card when I looked it up. Uh we got Heater versus Jimmy. Juicy Jimmy. Uh Billy Starks is on the card. Billy Starks yeah. Sonico. The Shooters Don't Die versus First Class. Lobo versus Giza. Yeah, you get the big ones right here. Nakeem versus Reed. This yeah. is building That's for two one. years. This is the big one, yeah. Like, he's finally standing up for himself. Is he going to beat Myron Reed, though? Uh, And we have Blue versus Red. So, this has three wrestlers representing the blue brand and three wrestlers representing the red brand. Uh, the representing the red brand, Filthy Tom Lawler, Brutus Dillon, and Mad Dog Connolly. Against, awesome. from the red brand, Trey Lamar, Kerry Awful, and Chase Holiday. Hmm. And main event, the rematch. Swinger versus Shug D. Hmm. Mm. That's it. I will be in the house. You guys think you're going to make it? I'm going to try to leave no. work early. I'm trying to figure out, tell them I got something going on. I just walk out to tell them, tell them I'm going to do something. Black, baby, Black Barbie got a baby sick, so. <laughs> yeah. Child's birthday weekend. 
Yeah, yeah. So if she she makes sure she gonna she's gonna make sure she makes it for her birthday weekend. She might be sick now, but I yeah. guarantee on Saturday she's gonna be up and about. <laughs> Libras, man, Libras. Yeah. Oh man. So again, it's Paradigm's fifth show, louder than ever. It is Friday, October 14th, Jeffersonville, Indiana, in the arena, just minutes from Louisville. Make sure you guys come out. It is a stacked card. It's always a good sh- a good show at Paradigm. They're probably one of my favorites. I don't you know, you guys definitely their favorites as well. Black Barbie, where can we find you? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackBarbie116. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Ariel Cottrell. You can also find me in the Sheer Geekdom group on Facebook. And you can find me on in the Sheer Geekdom group on uh, Sheer Geekdom on Twitter. Um, it's mostly run by Mr. Chris, but I'm on there every now and then. But that's basically where you can find me at. She be doing stuff. <laughs> All right, Bernard, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Bernard Minge on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Bernie Minge on PlayStation. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. You got a whole lot of media. All right. Before I run down my long list of stuff, shout out to the, ooh, the Nation of African American Wrestling. Jabari and them, they do great work. Uh, they make sure that we know about all black wrestlers, no matter where they are. Just in just an overall love for all of wrestling. Shout out to the circle if you know, you know. And if the hearts and minds are clear, I am Drizzy, and for Black Barbie and Bernard, we are out. Peace. <laughs>